0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, a look back at the 2022 longest day of Nelson Ledges. Welcome to this little experiment we call Inside Champ Car. My friend and soon to be not friend after the interview we're about to do, (laughs) Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. This week on the show, the twenty twenty-two longest day is in the books. We look back at a great twenty-four hours of racing. We'll hear from the race winners. And our chat this week with the infamous Troy Trulio. How you doing, Bill? Have you
1: recovered? No. 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 I uh I I stayed up pretty much until 315 or so. Went and laid down in my truck. Paulie said he'd come back in about seven, so I thought, well, maybe I'll get up at six, kind of catch a sunrise. Even though I think the sunrise is at five or something. Yeah, uh, about five twenty-five. My alarm, you know, my messenger goes off. It's Paulie. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> it's just like ah, so, yeah,
0: because uh, you told me seven, yeah. and that's when I came on, which is four a.m. Oh. my time, by the way. Oh yeah, and uh, and and I would have come on. An hour and a half earlier, because i I'm working the overnight shift this week out here, so that would have been fine for me, but
1: I had to get all the cameras working i think we've, we we did them at a higher bit rate this time and and we found out that there's a limitation on how much data we can shove into our server so oh. uh, you know so basically I had to just go restart all the cameras and okay and everything popped up fine good good, good and good. um you know Paul and I only yelled at each other once and because he was right, and you know I see that happening yeah. I mean, it's a lot of stress there. You know, it's yelling helps fix things. Does it? So.
0: <laughs> That's
1: somehow that I I missed that chapter in the manual. Funny part was, it's not really. I don't think it's yelling. I think we're typing.
0: <laughs> oh, you were doing the the uh, messenger yelling?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, God. um, but yeah, it's uh, and, and and I I didn't get much sleep, and um, I think. Well, Ray wrote, Ray drove home, so I, I got a few hours sleep. He says I got more than a few, like double that. But okay. Um, but yeah, I got home and I got up early yesterday. Did a bunch of work, and this morning Boom. I got a phone call like at nine o'clock, and I'd still asleep. Yeah. Luckily, it was just one of our other employees. So. Um <laughs> It's like uh,
0: somebody, uh, some you know, those things tend to catch you out. You know, at some oh, point you can go and and power through, but at at one point, like you know, maybe it's the next like next day for you or a couple days down the road, you just just
1: crash. It's hit boom crash, yeah, yeah. and that's happened in the past. I mean, yeah. Doc and I used to stay up all night and do these do these races. You're not as young as
0: you once was. No,
1: now it's a lot harder. Yeah, um, and I drank a lot of sweet tea. Oh, so that's probably why.
0: I don't like sweet tea. I don't like tea. Sorry. That's, maybe why, they kick, that's why they kicked me out of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Go to
1: California, you coffee-drinking bum. The weather was great. It yeah. was nice out there, and we had a little bit of rain to start the race with, but it wasn't... It, I wish we had more cars. We we had 17 start the race, which was really good, considering what we had up to that, you know, right. up to about a week or so out. Um, and... It was good. I mean, we, we didn't, we didn't have cars start dropping out till much later than I anticipated. And um, we pretty much had most of the field there up until nighttime. And that's where we started having issues, which is always the case. Right. It's, and it was dark. Oh my God, it was dark. We still had a moon, but the clouds were kind of covering it up Um but it was dark. I tried taking pictures. I failed miserably. <laughs> I thought about getting the flash out. Cause I had done some flash stuff there a couple of years back, but it was so dark. I didn't want to take a chance on, you know, blinding somebody and them getting blamed for. Yeah. Cause I, I seemed to be the only, I thought I was the only photographer there. So I could, I couldn't blame it on anybody else. So. Have you,
0: you know. done the long exposure with the lights
1: at yeah. night thing? I did. I did do just a quick, short one. my, tripod was on the other side and i just didn't really feel i'm going to get excuses. it so i did some set up just did some real quick things to do it it's <clears throat> i i didn't prepare properly to do the night stuff and yeah. you know there's a there's a lot of work to do for sure. the other things that i have to do so i mean, know I still,
0: we we tend to forget that you're actually working
1: yeah 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 we yeah. have a show and, yeah there's all that stuff you know the the, the marketing and helping to do, do some stuff on pit and with this with the event too so yeah um, yeah, there's a lot going on, <clears throat> but it's fun. Everybody else got to go back to hotels, though. I chose not to. Wow. You're such a martyr. And, no, it's just, you know, you're there. And I know a lot of, a lot of folks, this is, a, this is a job. This is, I, this is a passion of mine. I want to be at the racetrack. I yeah. want to be around the guys doing the racing. So absolutely. I like it. <clears throat> so yeah, we had a great race. RVA graphics and wraps, um, do did really well visceral Racing Group—they started out pretty well. Um, they had some some bunch of new drivers. Uh, I want to say Spec Miata, some HPDE guys, and uh, didn't go well for them. Um, one of their actually long-time drivers um, f- actually flipped the nine-five-nine Porsche Oof. over one of the tire walls. It was a Ooh. nice slow, and it landed on all four tires. Nice and. They got it out and they drove it, continued racing with it. Nice. <laughs> it was insane. It's like there was nothing wrong with the car. We had some rain, so the ground wasn't really hard. So it didn't really do any damage to it. Yeah. But um, later on, um, I guess the driver uh, on, an, on the one car, um, I guess, you know, trying to put in. He's got three laps to go before he has to come in, trying to get that, that fast lap. Right. And uh, I watched him go by me over at turn four. And was just way off line. He was trying to take that high line around four, which is the fast line, but probably not the preferred line in that car. Yeah. And just went straight off the track and straight into the tire bundles. I got some great pictures of tires flying through the air, <laughs> but it goes down into a dip. So you couldn't see the car. He just saw yeah. the tires coming up in the air. And uh, that pretty much finished the car for the weekend. And I think Ron called it quits after that. Cause he, the, the, the drivers kept spinning the cars everywhere and just, not well driven and ron's usually are, the teams are pretty good and he just said no before we cause any more damage we're done yeah and uh that's when rva graphics pretty much took over and then blake's garage man they had a they finished second and they yep. ended up uh doing their best race ever and did really well atlanta speedworks in their porsche they had to do a wheel bearing change i think it was like one or no it was uh two o'clock in the morning Right, They had to do a wheel bearing change on that. And then money shift racing had some problems early. They were out of the race, I think 30 minutes, 40 minutes or something like that while they repaired a fire they had on their electrical system. They had a great video they posted up of the, uh, I think the wiring going back to the fuel pump shorted and started a fire through the line, through the the wiring. And uh, they were able to get that repaired and back out. And they finished fourth. But that was one of the fastest cars out there. Yeah, they
0: almost had the fastest race lap. Their fastest lap was a 1 minute 15 nine five seven, And they did that 555 laps into the race, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, Now, the one car that uh, did have just a slightly faster lap and, uh, they did not have as good of an outcome. I think they probably dropped out a little earlier, uh, yeah. was the No Z in Mazda, uh, entry. They had a one fifteen point
1: one four four. So about a half. And that's s- a, yeah. And that's a ecotech powered Mazda Miata. Okay. Okay. So, so either ecotech or a, or it's a big engine.
0: Got Mazda. it. Yeah. Yep. So that was pretty cool to see all of that. Yep. I was able to hop on the, the broadcast for the last couple of hours, uh, and and it was really kind of cool to see everybody still doing their thing and, and having a good time. And uh, and like I like you said, that money shift car, we were talking about that for the whole last couple of hours. that thing was hooked up at the end. Yep.
1: And a car that was actually doing pretty well was a banana split. Um, yeah, they they were doing pretty well with that car up until the point they weren't. <laughs> um, sometime in the night, I want to say it was uh, one or twelve thirty at night. Uh, driver just went off and put it into the tire barrier. Or tire walls. And um, the tires actually went into the crush, the window mm-hmm. did a bunch of damage to suspension or whatever. They drove it back and they got it out of the wall and they drove it back to the pit lane and uh, got out, pulled the window out. I got a great set of pictures from that. They pulled the window out of it. And our rules allow you to go racing without a window as long as you have a hood. You have to have one of the two a hood or a window or a window and a hood. And uh, they fixed a the suspension, got it to where it would turn left and right pretty. Okay, I wouldn't say it was the best handling car. They said, but uh, they were able to go out there and they made it all the way till the morning. Until at one point, the uh, left rear wheel decided it went, didn't want to stay on anymore. Whole whole brake system and everything just came off. And I, I'm pretty certain that it had to do when they rolled the car over because they did roll the car right when it, and it I think it caught because when they came in, that wheel was uh, pretty bent up and tire wasn't even attached. So they hit it and. It rolled, and it, uh, I think, put too much stress on the axle and the lug nuts or the studs were all missing. Huh. So, yeah, Yeah. all kinds of issues there.
0: So, you know, it's funny. Just before I went to bed, I looked at my Facebook, and I saw the pictures of the car with the the spidered windshield, and, and I saw, I think there was a picture of it with the windshield out. Right. And then I went to sleep, and then I got up, and I jumped on, and I'm like, that car's still on the racetrack yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was not expecting that car to still be on the racetrack when all you
1: have to do is have uh, visors and yeah. I, I i've never driven a car like that but troy did right and troy had a and troy actually told me a bunch of stuff from it so i pass that info on to them yeah. at one point it's like don't raise that visor don't well I, it.
0: It, it wasn't that i i just thought it was
1: too damaged
0: i mean I, racing without a windshield yeah, we we've done too, it too. you know but
1: uh it was an epic cool. fit pretty cool And then Gavoli's racing team, their BMW was super fast as well, one seventeens, and that, uh, and they were they have the oomph to win that race. Uh, They also had a really bad accident as well, rolled that car multiple times. Um, I'm waiting to get the, you know, to see it uh, from. We're not going to make it public, but I'm waiting to see that one. And um, it's yeah, it was pretty bad. Driver got taken to hospital just to, you know be looked at and he was he ended up being okay good just up but uh but yeah the car everything in the car did exactly what it was supposed to do i mean that's that was a very well-built car fuel cell what i was amazed at was the driver's seat did not move okay age moved in a couple of spots but it had to it that's how it absorbed some of the punishment and the um the fuel cell nothing moved in that fuel cell not one ounce of fluid leaked out of it is pretty awesome
0: there you go. So, yeah, good stuff. So, good always good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. All right. So you talked with all of the, the 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 leaders, the top I guess five, and the winner in EC, yep.
1: and who called me George, by the way. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. He thought my name was George. I didn't have my shirt with my name on, so.
0: You didn't have you didn't have the curious the curious no. T shirt. No.
1: <laughs> and, and the funny and the funny part was I'm wearing the Wittenauer t-shirt too thanks guys
0: Well I was gonna we'll talk about them after the uh, after the the interview but here. it was
1: but. but it was um yeah I think he did that to me the, the year before too <laughs> but, yeah let's yeah. go to that
0: let's go to that tape this is all of your top five and your EC class winners from the longest day of Nelson Ledges.
1: Down here Jack Woodfin RVA graphics and wraps.
3: Hell of a race, man. You guys did awesome this weekend. Oh, Bill, that was a lot of fun. I just want to say thank you to com for putting this together. Champ Car, really appreciate all the stuff you do. Thanks to everybody that was driving today. Farron, Charles, Travis. Uh, thanks to Sam and uh, John for being here. Thanks to everybody back home. H.O. Donnie. Um, and you know Justin's not yeah, here. Yeah. Um, he had an ASA Ace, Ace Bass concert he had to get to this weekend. Well, you know
1: Ace of Bass versus yeah. you know the longest day yeah. and taking yeah.
3: home a trophy. Well you know, it, it happens. It happens. But um, yeah, we had a great time. Track was amazing. Right. This is such a fast track.
1: Well yeah, this is your first time here.
3: Yeah, I, we've we've never been here before. It is so fast.
1: So this would be first time uh, visitor, first time winner
3: that's that is correct that is correct
1: so i what was it overnight was that super hard this track is so dark
3: oh it was incredibly dark fog would roll in on certain sections of the track and then clear up um also uh there was a raccoon that fell asleep on the track and i was using it as the marker for the kink so um hopefully it woke up and got off the track um but yeah it was uh, super dark the fog made it that much more challenging so
1: And uh, daytime, you guys uh, pretty much coasted towards the end there, uh, but you were working.
3: Uh, yeah, you know, uh, driving in a consistent, reasonable pace to take care of the car is not my skill set. <laughs> you had an incident overnight? I, I did. I, uh, I found some grass. Um, you know, the fog moved the track. Um, I thought it was one place, and it was actually another. And um, end up uh, backing the car slightly into a, a, a tire barrier, so I was able to drive it off, and everything was fine. Well, luckily those tire barriers are pretty soft. Uh, they are soft. I think some other teams found them not so soft this weekend. But um, anyway, thank All you. All right, congratulations on good. your win
1: here
0: at
3: Nelson Legends. Thank you, Bill. All
0: right,
1: guys. Down here at Blake's Garage, second place here at the Money Shift racing sponsored the longest day at Nelson. That was a tough night, and you can tell by the nose of your car, man. You've got grass, you're missing paint. Um, you were going so fast, it looks like some of the paint came off.
4: Well, most of the paint wasn't on there to begin the race with, but uh, yes, it was a long night, not a lot of sleep. A fair amount of grass that we saw, but uh, we got some great A drivers that uh, did a fantastic job. So, uh, what's Blake's garage? I'm Michael Blake, and this is the team. So, okay. we fix the car in my garage. So, uh, anything special for how you prepare a car for a 24 hour race? New wheel bearings and uh, a lot of extra oil. You guys had that oil issue? We, uh, we didn't have too much oil consumption this race. Oh, okay. last, last time at Nelson, we consumed six <laughs> gallons of oil. Whoa. But, yeah, no. So what was it like driving that car at night? I actually didn't drive this time, which is probably why we did the best result we've ever had. <laughs> but Don't you hate that? <laughs> but uh, the drivers, some said they liked it, some said this was not fun at all at night. Yeah. The fog was quite scary at the kink specifically. Any animals out there? They said they saw a gopher. One driver called in a gopher. One driver called in a dead gopher later. So He might have been sleeping. Yeah, he may have been asleep. He may have been asleep.
1: All right, congratulations. Thanks, Second bro. overall here. That's a hard one, man.
4: Yeah, we're very pleased. Thanks, right. Bill. Blake's Garage.
1: <laughs> Who's going to talk?
5: I'll
1: talk. Huh? Atlanta Speedworks. Third overall with that Porsche Boxster. That was a tough one, man. And you guys were not the fastest car out there, and you still were able to get on the podium.
5: Yeah, that was definitely a tortoise and the hare situation. But uh, you know, we knew we had a good, reliable car. It was just a matter of letting the race come to us. And we've run enough of these long races—twenty-five hour, twenty-four hour—we kind of knew that it was going to be about attrition, even with the you know the number of cars out on track. And that kind of worked out in our favor in the long run.
1: So not having the most powerful car out there. You got good mileage out of the car, gas-wise. Uh, you had a really good team. I watched them uh, change tires and do the servicing on the car. Stepped up, man.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, we come from the IMSA world, and, you know, these guys have been in the racing world for a long time, so they're very well-versed in taking care of issues when they arise. We had to replace a hub in the middle of the night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, the car was flawless. Uh, drivers did great. It's uh, fantastic to be racing with some of my buddies that I've known for of decades, you know, that we've raced together, so it was a lot of fun.
1: Are they going to stay friends with you, uh, especially after those night stints? They were pretty dark out there.
5: Yeah, that was, the worst part of it was actually between the deer crossing the track, uh, the woodchuck that was uh, taking a dirt nap out in the middle of the straightaway, and uh, the fog. That was probably the uh, most interesting part of it. The fog, just I was out there driving around. I'm like, how many cars could possibly be dropping wheels and putting this much dust up in the air? I and mean, when there's, you know, there's only 12 cars out there running at the time. And, and then I realized, oh, that's fog. So, yeah, it was. It, it added a whole element of excitement to everything when you're just going through corners blind. But yeah, in the end, we uh, made a lot of fun.
1: I've raced here a lot, and uh, it's dark, but I don't think I've seen it this dark.
5: Yeah, it was definitely dark out there. Um, you know, I think it rivals VIR in terms of uh, la- lack of uh, lumens out there. But, um, yeah, we had a good time. The lights were good. Our uh, helipagged stuff held up really well. And i um, very happy to finish the race. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right, congratulations
1: third place overall, Lana Speedworks. All right, guys. Down here with Money Shift Racing, sponsor of today's... Uh no, or the longest day at Nelson Ledges, 24-hour. Uh, thanks for helping us out here this weekend.
6: But not only that, you guys are up on the podium. You did pretty good here. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> threw some stuff together, came out to play, and uh, had some troubles early, and overcame and here we are. That car was really fast out there. Car's really fast. Uh, We had a good fast driver lineup. I think that was a big part of it. Um, We brought some guys out this this race that are faster than me. So um, I owe a lot to our driver lineup. Uh, Adam Roberts, JP, Tony, uh, Keith got a stint out there in an emergency role. Adrian, the young, young buck over here they all went out and performed flawlessly, did exactly what we needed them to do. Cool, tell us a little about uh, Money Shift Racing. So Money Shift Racing, we're a performance uh, focused repair shop in Willoughby, Ohio. Uh, Chris and I are the owners of the shop, we have uh, two other employees back. Um, Just, you know, typical brakes, tires, alignments, uh, custom alignments for those that need to get stuff ready for the track, whatever. we carry fuel jugs, brake fluids, gloves, shoes, whatever you need. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. Cool. Hey, congratulations today getting up here on the podium and uh, putting on a good show for us. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having us. Thanks,
1: man. North by Northeast. Fourth overall? Fifth. Fifth. Fifth overall North by Northeast here at the Money Shift Racing, the longest day at Nelson. I'm looking at your car. You're sitting on the ground next to me um, because... It's a long 24 hours, but your uh, car is well lubed here in the back. What's up with that? Uh, We like to make sure that everything
0: is well lubricated, both inside and out. And as you can see by the outside, we like to
1: add weight, not lighten. So, you know, we're environmentalists. Well, the nice part about it, you do have a lot of oil on it. There's not a lot of grass mixed in it like a lot of other folks have.
4: You You spent most of your time on the blacktop. We did. I think we had one little uh, grass excursion and one sort of making sure the tires were regulation size. We actually we actually claimed a splitter, but I don't know if that counts after after the race. Do you still need the splitter? to need to claim it?
1: So your splitter was that the one that was found on track dead?
4: Uh, that should be in turn turn one. Yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so who are your drivers this weekend? So we have Steve, who's uh, Steve, and I own the team. Then we have AJ over here and David, so who had, and, who, and we have of course Rich, uh, the man who fixes absolutely everything. So he's kind of the hero for the weekend for sure. So, so who had the night stints? Um, we did mostly. So what was that like out there? It's really dark here. Yeah. It's really dark, and then uh, some some fog comes in, and then you're not really sure where the corners are. Well, I saw so that. That's always a good time.
1: I saw the moon come up, and I oh look, it's almost a full moon, but then it disappeared behind the clouds.
4: Yeah, it was yeah, made it darker. Yeah, it was it was unbelievably dark out there. You know, we've been told that it's really dark here. This could be the darkest place in the world. I would say yes, because I've been to VAR, and I thought VAR dark was dark, but yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys.
1: Congratulations. Fifth place here at Nelson Ledges. That was a hard run. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Whose car?
6: My car. Your car. Credit. Not really my car. I'm just driving. But.
4: Nichols
1: Racing. Mustang, our winner in EC this weekend. Man, that, that Mustang, man, it... It was on the track, off the track, in the paddock, in the in the pit lane, pretty much everywhere at this track. I think you'll get the most mileage everywhere here. So, uh, But still, that was a really fast car. Did you have fun out there this weekend? Oh, tons of fun. I, I usually drive a spec Miata, so I'm used to a way different speed difference. And uh, the Mustang's just a lot of fun to come out
6: and have fun in. It was our first 24-hour race ever, so I think it was a success, even though... We had a lot of hours outside of the car, and we worked on the car for quite a bit of time. But I think it went over pretty good, and I'll call it a success. Are you one of the younger guys on the team? I am the
1: youngest by a long shot. So they're all back sleeping now, and you you were put in charge of uh, interviews? I have not slept yet.
3: <laughs> so
1: I'm like, I think, 27 hours, 28 hours
3: yeah.
7: in,
1: and I'll go home and have a nap, go watch IndyCar. We're
3: there at
5: Toronto go. today, so.
1: There you go. Let me go talk to you. <laughs> so guys... That was a good, good race this weekend, Winter VC. uh, But you had to do a lot of work. We did a lot of work.
3: We had uh, some issues with some uh, lug nuts. Unbelievable, a $2 lug nut.
4: And we had uh, fuel pickup problems today. And you saw us in the pits, you know, four out of the last five hours. But we were there with a checkered flag, weren't we? And that's where it counts, man. That's what it's all about is finishing. Now,
1: you stole that checkered flag. I see you got a really cool checkered flag shirt.
4: I don't get to wear it very often. I wore it here one other time. And this is the second time, so thanks very much, George. Who are your drivers this weekend? Uh, We have Kirk Weatherman from uh, northern Georgia. We have Rob
3: Stahl from Pittsburgh. We have, uh, of course, uh, Chase from uh, Canton. And uh, Jim Van Zandt from uh, Hartville. Cool. All right,
1: congratulations. EC winner. Thank you. Thank you, George. Good Good race. Wow, good stuff, Bill. Yeah, that was was hard to think on the fly because, you know, you've been (laughs) up for so long and I was starting to lose my voice, and it was loud. We planned on doing it on pit lane, but uh, and doing it live, but the logistics got moved around, and I had to I had to play along with the rules, and so. But yeah, hopefully you guys can hear that all right. But so, the uh, yeah, Whittenauer, Whittenauer is they did actually pretty well. They finished just outside the top five and sixth place, and uh, they actually had a pretty darn good race. I was going to say, you know, they were our guests the week before.
0: Nicest people in the world. I love the fact that mom, dad, brother, friends are all part of that team, yeah. and uh, and they were just chugging along all race weekend and had
1: a great outing. Sixth place, nothing, nothing to sneeze at there. No, for over a twenty four hour period with a. I mean, this was a pretty stacked field. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of those easy races. It was. No. It was. You would have. You had to fight
6: for it.
0: Yeah.
1: All good stuff, all good stuff. Anything else you want to share before we go? Tim from two idiots in a garage, Sheboygan Auto Helpers. Uh-huh. He was doing pretty darn good. The car wasn't all that fast compared to some of the other cars out there, but they were putting chugging out there doing laps and then all of a sudden his clutch flywheel decided it did not want to stay attached to the engine. Oh. So, think it may just talking to some folks he had one of those underdrive front pulleys on it and it may on the crank and it may have been due to an imbalance and just caused. yeah you know you get those 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 little vibrations through the engine that you don't notice in a six-hour race but in a 6.25 hour race things start exploding exactly yeah. exactly and i think that's kind of what happened all right all they'll right. get it fixed and back out there absolutely
0: Absolutely, all right. You know what that means, Bill. You know what time it is.
1: Uh, let me look. Oh, let me check. Oh, fr- half past the Frank. All
0: right. So today's tech tip. Now you're not close enough. Oh, everything just got blurry. Where'd you go, Bill? <laughs> We don't show the video for these things, but uh, uh, but Bill, Bill just got blurry. Anyway, this week's tech tip is a good one, and I'm looking forward to this one. You're not close enough to the coast to, to refer to it this way. Um, we're talking to talk about Earl.
1: Earl? <laughs> Earl. Earl. <laughs> so. Oil, by the way. That's oil. So one of the things that I noticed was that you get some teams on pit lane, <clears throat> they th- you know, you, you get into, you know, when you're when you're working on a car, you want to be clean and mm-hmm. you don't want to spill oil anywhere and you want to do it right. So you have a funnel. You got to rag around it to wipe it up and you're pouring it in you know, a tablespoon at a time so you don't overfill it or whatever. And in racing, it's totally different. You tend to when you're new, you tend to do the same thing. But after a while, you really don't care. Just put it in there, and get the car back out on track. So. Um, one of the things that we've learned over the years is you know those little water bottles you get Mm -hmm. um you know they're really squeezy and you know whatever but uh you can air dry those clean them out air dry them and um keep find the caps always keep the caps and then fill up those with oil and what happens is is you know on a cold day sometimes that really thick oil that you're racing that 2050 that you're racing with doesn't want to pour in very well so you can just squeeze it in the other thing is you don't need a funnel with it you just stick this in the oil filler you know the oil hole and just squeeze and get it out get the guy out there all you need is a half a quart there you go you need you need a whole quart throw another one in um you can always overfill an engine just a wee bit i mean we run an extra quart in ours and we still keep it's not even coming close to the crank spinning so we we always fill it up with more than we really need And i think with a with the uh, accumulator and the oil uh, and the hidden oil coolers. I think we run like eight quarts of oil in ours. So the, uh, but yeah, you just, you just uh, makes it super simple to put the oil in. It makes it super quick. Yeah. It's easy to know how much you just put in because you can see it and you know, that's 12 ounces. And then you uh, can also
0: pre-fill it with exactly how much you want. Yeah, you know, exactly. so if you only need half a quart, only put half a quart in. So when the hood comes up, you're not yep. guessing like, oh, let me look, let me look. You just yeah, yeah. dump it I, all in.
1: And you know how much oil did you put in it? The guy's writing down the notes for the race yeah. and you can look down there and go, well, two. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a quart, yeah. you know. So you have that. And, you know, you don't and you have these guys that have like 50 hood pins on their car because, you know, that's what race cars. <laughs> that's how race cars are built. You just need two people. Sorry. I, you just need to do like little flaps yeah. on the hood. Just make an access hole. Oh. flap on it so that you can pull the dipstick out, mm-hmm. check it, and then also fill up the oil without actually having to take your hood off. Make and sure just...
0: you put the hinge towards the front of the car. <laughs> it makes it easier because the other way is like a speed brake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm Polish. I, I probably would make that mistake. <laughs>
1: That's good stuff. That's a great tech tip, Bill. And it, it just makes it easier, and you know, it, it's it, like I said, when it's really cold, it's hard to boil, and you don't have to have, you know, somebody's looking for a rag, somebody's looking for a funnel because you always leave those in the trailer. You yep. don't need all that. Just done.
0: And I would also suggest uh, keep a pair of channel locks in your back pocket when you go to do this because I always can't get the damn oil cap off.
1: Well, the seven seven ten cap, yeah. Um, yeah, channel locks are great because a lot of times, oh, and don't use metal or, you know, those chromy caps. Yeah. You know why? Because they're like a million degrees. Yep. And the first thing you're going to do is grab it with your hand and then you have 710 on your hand right here.
0: And, and, and they melt. I mean, they get so hot that if you put the channel locks on them, you can bend it and damage it.
1: Yeah, and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but we always have an extra, you know, like gas caps yeah. and. Filler caps because if you drop it on the ground, you can just grab one on top of the toolbox and poof, done and, and then find it later.
0: Or even better, put that gas cap on pit wall so that you don't have to go get it out of the toolbox.
1: Or if you're not killing a, or if you're not really too worried about weight, just right. put it inside the engine bay. Oh, so. yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, we used to have a little, a little, um, one of those little like totes that you take and you yep. put like car, uh, you know, cleaning supplies. Yep. And for yep. every pit stop in that tote, there would be an extra gas cap. There would be a handful of lug nuts, you know, anything that yep. you might need right there. And we just set it right on pit wall. And uh, and it was a lot easier than having to go over the wall and figure out which crate in the trailer is the thing I'm looking for.
1: And you're usually sending the guy that really shouldn't be going through your trailer because you get back to your trailer and everything
0: just, is out just the Just destroyed. Just destroyed, yeah. <laughs> So good stuff someday, yep. Bill. We'll do the tech tip with my oil filling tech tip, which is not go. nearly as sexy as yours, but but uh, a good one
1: nonetheless. So it could be used in combination, yeah, absolutely. It goes back to the you graduated, you just got a graduated um, not bucket. What do you call that? It?
0: It's, uh, it's a measuring cup,
1: measuring cup, yeah,
0: yeah. I got a I have a, a five quart. Like you'd buy to go to do cooking. Now I guess we're going to do it. It's a, I, I, I went on Amazon, ah. find a five I found a five quart measuring cup that bakers use, like in, in a restaurant, yep. and it's clear. And uh, now I know when it says I got to put in three and a half quarts or four and a half quarts, I can actually measure it out because I can't figure out how many quarts I have poured out of one of those gallon containers. Right. And I don't buy the individual quarts anymore. No, I don't either. That's just I'm a kidding. waste of. You know the little bit. I screw up the environment enough. I don't need five quarts in the trash can. I just want one big thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I got a big fifty-gallon drum that I put all my used oil in, and I just give it to the guys down the road that they use it to heat up their their shops
0: with. Oh, nice.
2: yeah, Yeah. So
1: cool. All right. Anything else before we head to break? No, just don't believe anything Troy says.
0: Oh, uh, you guys, folks, if, if we, we don't lie, we, we we are always so respectful of Bill and his experiences, and we take everything he says to face value. You know, it's like a reading from the book of Bill, chapter 4, verses 6 through 17. Uh, so, and we're going to learn the truth, the God's honest truth about Bill Strong coming up next, right after this break. Uh, <laughs> Inside Champ Car. Don't go away, folks. You are not going to want to miss this.
2: Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with Champ live all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And Champ live brings you live, full race coverage with in car, trackside cameras interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out champcar.live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. champcar.live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the
0: edge. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car He's Bill Strong, I'm Brian Bolansky, and up next, the guy who's kind of connected to Bill at the hip, Troy Trulio is with us. Troy, I feel like I already know you. I mean, I, I it, it's like, it's a drinking game, I'm, I'm being told, that every time Bill makes a Troy reference, people have to drink.
1: Drink, yes.
0: And... Uh, <laughs> So I am I'm going to drink a lot in the There next are quite night. a few of them. <laughs> Troy Trulio, uh, um, Buyer Hazard Racing. I've known
1: Bill for about 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually a little over 20 years now.
7: And you admit to it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a really long time.
1: Yeah, we met We at-
7: got to know each other through MR2s and he ran the site and I was one of the early ones and trying to do some crazy stuff with my car and giving me weird ideas and me running with it
0: there you go so before we get to that we all have a story of how we fell in love
7: with cars and racing what's your story well mine kind of starts with two wheels i guess i had dirt bikes uh raced motocross for probably about 10 years and uh they they joke with age comes a cage but i've had a quite a few wrecks on bikes, you know, I have lots of stories of hurt this, hurt that concussion, that back surgery here, there. And then, uh, so I got out of racing, uh, motorcycles, but I've always been into cars. I always wanted a a cool car. So I wound up getting a MR2, which I don't know if that really defines cool car or not, but (laughs) I I thought it was, I had a Fiero, So so. (laughs) I got one. Um, yeah, see, I had a Fiera first, and then uh, I sold that to my dad, and then I got a um, an MR2, and I actually was I test drove a Acura NSX that day, and then I test drove the MR2, and the MR2 Turbo felt more fun because it had the turbo. Plus, it was like one eighth the price, so I'm like, okay, I, I can say. I could pay cash for this instead of being in debt forever and college. Uh, so yeah, so. So I started modifying it, playing with it, making it faster and it was never enough and did a ton of stuff with that and then eventually did too much and kind of blew it up enough that I parted it out, sold it and didn't have a car for a little while and then a uh, and then then I got like a a Lotus Elise and played with that for a while and then uh how my how my champ car thing came about was I went to a car show in Canada with Bill, and then, and Bill and David were building building a MR2. They were going to do the Mod Squad, which I was a moderator on the on the MR2 form two. And they're like, "Do it, do it, do it!" And I'm like, "I don't know if I want to get into something else." And then my wife, who obviously forgets all this, she's like, "Yeah, you should do it. You're not doing any motocross or anything." And I'm like, "All right, I got the wife's approval, which she still denies." So I did
1: uh, a <laughs> jump in with the Wait, 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 David and Bill. I think our wives were together on that. That because Amy told me she says, "I, you're just going to do one or two, you'll get tired of it and move on to something else." And it was about the same. Right. Time. She's like, like "Give so it a try." Yeah.
7: I said, yeah. "All right, I'll give it a try." Went up to David's help, you know, build, work on the car here and there, and then did that, and then and then Bill did his thing with me, which made me get a car. Have you told that story, Bill?
1: Yeah, but well, we'll tell it again. <laughs> oh, okay. So the reason for biohazard <clears throat> is that I started, I wanted to go to I wanted to go do the the Sebring race, but it was outside of our ring of tracks that we would do that our team had. We had like, a, I don't know what the number was, to say a, a, a 1,000 mile range. And <clears throat> Sebring was beyond that range. So um, I decided, well, I'll build my own car. I have this ITA car here, and uh, we'll convert it over to chump car and did it. Troy um Troy came over and helped on it and we raced it at VIR 24. And then when it came time, oh we hadn't decided it. we did we raced the 24 at VIR with four guys, which we said we would never ever do again because it was just so hard on on 24 hours with four guys. And so we came up to the point of doing sebring came up it was announced and i i have to run sebring that's just a dream and i sent out an email on the friday saying hey i need you know we're i'm going to run the the mark one at sebring i need four drivers it was a 10-hour race or something it wasn't very long and of course david gets back to me quick me and tommy and Rick, and of course troy and kevin to from the uh specky 46 um they don't check their email as often as we do you know because we live on the internet troy and kevin do not yeah because but, we have a real job yeah something <laughs> like that yeah he keeps, he keeps he keeps he keeps telling me that over the years so Troy yeah, really I mad. can't just I'll check my
7: email all day because I have a job.
1: Uh, Troy gets really mad because, I mean, he was involved with the build of the car.
7: Yeah, and, uh, Troy, Troy went down and spent weekends, yeah. going down on a Friday, spending all weekend working on the car, coming home, helping build the car. And then I don't even get to race it at Sebring. So, yeah, yeah. I was mad.
1: No, that was, you, you know, you did that for VAR. So Sebring comes up. And so he just decides he's going to build his own car. And that's where Biohazard comes from. Okay, and uh, yeah, and he's kind of dominated with that car up until recently. That car uh, just won everything. It seemed like. Yeah. Cool.
0: So so Troy, did you and Bill connect through
7: the MR2 website? Is that how you met each other?
1: Yeah, through the MR2 OC. Okay, back in two thousand one.
7: Yeah, MR2 website, and we only live about two hours from each other. Yep. and it, and we've done a couple car shows and stuff like that, and. My and did, wife uh, and his wife can chat, and they can talk about how they hate hate yeah. the MR2.
1: <laughs> yep. So they did have a lot of fun going to – what was that thing we did at Summit Point? with? Uh, we did Chump Car there, and some other thing was going on where they drift and do all that crazy stuff. What was that called?
7: Formula Drift? Yeah, they do it in May. Um,
1: uh, no, it's, it's,
7: no it's, it's, it's NASA, the HyperFest.
1: HyperFest. Oh, Hyperfest. okay, okay. Yeah. So that was going on out there and they i think they they this is before all the kid. we had all the kids and so they were uh they were having fun doing that stuff while troy and i were racing cars but and patty actually grew up a street over from me in san diego so there's a lot of ties there interesting and um but yeah so troy went out and built the biohazard and but he, before that, he was well known on the MR2. I think for a while there, he had the highest uh, horsepower toy MR2 in the world at one point.
0: Wow. And what was the horsepower on it? Yeah. What
1: was
7: it? What was um, it? I think it was like 525. Something. But wow. this was like 25 or 30 years ago when that was a big number.
0: Oh, it was. Well, yeah. But I mean, still, that. I that still car think I might numbers. have the
7: highest revving car because I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it. <laughs> And it revved, I revved it to ten thousand five hundred and didn't blow it up. Oh yeah. my gosh. So <laughs> we were testing. We yeah,
1: we were testing it one time. Remember, and and the clutch decided it didn't want to stay in, and then we are not close to your house. And I'm just thinking the whole time, it's like God, I'm not pushing this all the way back to your house, man. This is insane. That clutch just I mean, it exploded all over the place. But we made yeah. it. Back.
0: So before we yeah. hit record, Troy, did. They're, they're... Be- before we hit record, you yeah. mentioned that you'd listen to a couple of podcasts, and uh, you 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 mentioned that maybe Bill doesn't exactly tell the stories the way they should be told. Is there one in particular? Um.
7: Oh no, I, I would say probably half of them are missing yeah. some good context and <laughs> embellishments I would say well some so, of the context I'd say I'd say that, that's probably about accurate about 50% of the time Ah <laughs>
0: uh, it's good stuff good stuff Cuz this is what
7: we do we all, all we try to do I is I just pick wish up I was up. on the on the earth. I'm like lady yeah, we, so, so the, I'll, I'll tell you a funny Nelson Ledger story from this weekend if you want to hear it. Oh yeah, bring it on. <laughs> well, we we, we I, I try to mess up Bill on a regular basis, so <laughs> you know where this is going. Yes, I know where. So it's going. Um, Bill's putting out his cameras in the morning, and it's probably like seven thirty or eight in the morning, and I'm there. Nobody else is really around, and his truck is sitting there idling on pit lane, and he's like hundred feet away. So I sneak up quietly to his truck where he doesn't see me. And I sneak in and close the door real quiet and I scoot down real low and I put it in drive and I start driving away really slow and I'm looking out this back window and, and eventually he notices and he's, he, he the look on his face was like pure terror And then he just, and he's got this orange jumpsuit on. He jumps the, jumps the wall, which I didn't, and he runs pretty fast. So I didn't know he could run that fast. So then I start giving a little (laughs) bit more gas slowly. So it starts running down. So he thinks there's nobody in it and he left it in drive. (laughs) And then eventually he catches up. He looks inside and I'm like, and I look at him smiling and I wave and he's like, Oh, he was
1: so mad. It was so funny though. So I I found it funny. I I don't, I don't drive automatic. I didn't drive automatics all that much and it's mostly sticks and, so I still have this habit of just jumping out and forgetting to put it in the park. And, and that's the fear I had. The fear, though, was that, you know, that instant that you think, oh, shit, the, 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 it's rolling away. That big diesel engine is going to push over that, you know, the the, the flaggers tower at Nelson Ledges and hit the bridge <laughs> and somehow knock that over. And I'm going to be responsible for the, you know, for champ car, owing, you know, well, I Champ Car wouldn't do it. It would be me, Um <laughs> owing all the all this money to fix up this track. And I'm just thinking, oh my god! And this is all within a millisecond. And I'm as I'm jumping over the, you know, the pit wall, and then I see his little bald head, <laughs> ducked down low in the seat. And I just I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I was so mad. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: Gosh, I wish there was, it was video. It's
7: funny. So that's the stuff that we have to do. A lot of people. I know. And you know, I I was so mad at myself because I had my phone in my pocket. (laughs) I could have videotaped the whole thing. But no, no, I wasn't thinking. I was just thinking, this is going to be funny. But yeah. eh, That's the
0: problem, though, with our generation. We we, we execute the best pranks, but we forget to turn on the video cameras. So in truth, it probably doesn't even happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've also had him, like, take the... Bi- he has these little yeah. biohazards, these little red stickers, and he convinced my son to help him out And at a race one weekend, and I swear, I'm still finding biohazard stickers on my car and trailers, but they must have used a few thousand of these stickers all over my car. <laughs> hidden in places. You uh, would- just probably like 20. See, this, <laughs> this is
7: another exaggeration, Bill, Probably like 20 of them, you're just not good at finding anything. <sighs>
1: No, there's a lot of them.
7: But you got to put them in weird spots, like the glove box when you open it up. How often do you go in a glove box? So yeah. It might be six months
1: before he finds that one.
0: Exactly. That's why you got to fill the glove box with like Cheerios.
1: <laughs> you have a good Nelson Ledger story from years ago. Remember when we raced there with Chump Car in the fog? It either Chump Car. Yeah, or... that was my. That's my favorite one. Tell that one.
7: So yeah, I I could sell I could tell that one. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
7: so the it was a 24 or 25 hour race at Nelson's. And at Nelson Ledges, it's in like a swamp. Like literally, it's in a swamp. If nobody's ever been there, if it rains, the track gets covered if it rains too much. So at night, fog comes in, and it's pretty often that fog comes in, we'll have a yellow and whatever. But we're doing a 24 hour race, and I get the the 2 a.m. the to 4am stint where you got to sit in the pits and you got to wait and with the radio just, and you're supposed to stay awake, which you do sometimes, sometimes not, but I'm sitting there awake. And then this, uh, a team comes in. That's like two pit stalls down for me and they pull in and the guy pulls in and he gets out and he's looking and none of his crew is there. He's like, well, crap. And there's a guy walking by and The guy says, do you need help or something? he's like, yeah. So he runs and grabs his stuff, which was, I don't know from where. And he grabs his stuff, and he helps the guy fuel, and he's ready to go. And his team's still not there. And he asks the guy, he's like, hey, do you want to get in? He's like, sure, I'll get in. So he gets in the car, and he goes out. No idea who he is or anything. Just gets in the car and goes out. And then he sits down, he starts getting a drink, and his team shows up. Steam starts talking with them. He starts giving them advice and saying what he did. And then a good good bit in the conversation, he's like, um, like John or whoever was, who, who's in the car? And the guys like, I have no idea. It's like, what do you mean you have no idea? He's like, Well, none of y'all were here. And this guy helped me. So I offered him the car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, What? They're all mad. So, and they're like, and they're like, Well, radio, he radio in. He's like, doesn't have a radio. He's like, Well, he, he's doing his stint. So he goes out and does his whole stint. And then he, he finally comes in at like the two hour mark, which was nice enough. I'm assuming it was two hours. I had to, I was supposed to sleep at this point, but I'm like, no, nah, I got to see how this ends. So <laughs> I, uh, I stay awake and I, I, get, I get there and then the, fo- the fog's coming. So they're doing their thing. And then they, the guy comes in and pits and then the team is there and the team jumps out and does the fuel and fire bottle. And he waves to him and he just walks off into the pits, in, into the fog. And we ne- I ne- I don't know. I never saw him again. Maybe he went and found the team later or something, but just went into the fog, and I ne- we never saw him again. We're like, what? who was that? They don't even know who it was. They talked about it later. Like, I don't even know who this guy was. So I thought it was hilarious that that happened, and I just got to witness it.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
7: So those are the, those are the kind of fun things that happen in the middle of the night in champ car races. If anybody's ever 2-1 and does a 24, you just got to stay up and see the debacle that happens.
0: Yeah, lots of debauchery. So t- tell me about this uh, s- yeah. 60s Mini that's on an MR2 chassis.
7: Your Mini. Oh, there you go. Um, I saw in a magazine that somebody took a like a Austin Mini and they took the body off and put it on a Mark 1, like a first-generation MR2. And I thought it was the coolest thing, so I found this guy. I called him and I said, hey, I I want to do that too. And I talked to him for a bit and he's like, yeah, I might do some molds from it and then sell the molds and then you can do it. And he kind of gave me some tips. And I guess he, you know, whoever knows with stuff like that, that he never made the molds or anything like that. So I was like, all right. And then one day I'm looking on um, eBay and I see a a little mini Cooper from England, somebody selling it, like no reserve auction. So I bid on it. And I want it for like 800 bucks, But it was a complete rust. So I just really wanted the body. So then I took a second generation MR2, which is the one I raced. I cut the whole body off. Well, first we put a V6 in it. Because why would you want a four-cylinder when you can have a V6? So we put a we swapped the V6 in it. <laughs> then we cut the whole body off. Um, and then I cut the car in half, literally in half. And then I cut six inches out of it. Um, the fuel tank and everything cut six inches out put it back together to make the wheelbase shorter and welded it all back in, welded a cage in. And then I put the mini body on top of it and then made my, um, you know, I took some two, like two piece foam and cardboard. So I made some, you know, the fender flares in the body kit and just kind of sculpted it out of this big giant foam mess, then fiberglass on top and then did some stuff to make it, you know, paint and all, but it's a, it's a little, Mid-engine V6 Mini with like an MR2 interior and MR2 chassis. That sounds quick of it.
1: And it's pretty damn awesome too.
7: Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I'll drive it around once in a blue moon. Go to a car show or something. I don't enter it in car shows. I just go and park it and then look at all the cars and leave. And then everybody goes in the parking lot and looks at it. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not in the car show. I'm not paying. I never understood. You want me to pay so you can get people to come and look at my car? No, I'm not doing that. Can't do it on principle.
0: (laughs) So you were the 2017 Eastern champ for chump car. Randy Popes was, I'm guessing, co-driver,
7: right? Yeah. He co-drove. He drove a bunch in the rain. We'll thank him for that. So Randy, Randy, it was me, Randy, and Jerry for that weekend. And the crazy thing is I couldn't get drivers. So it was just me and Jerry. And then Randy's there and he's like, you, you need a driver? I'm like, yeah, get in the car. I'm like, he's like, okay. So he, he, and that's his home track, which is like 10 minutes from his house or something. So which track was, um, it? was that Atlanta? Yeah, we did win the, uh, and yeah. yeah, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. Amp.
0: So so he just he just happened to be there. I wasn't sure how he ended up in the car. That's cool.
7: No, he asked Yeah, you. I I don't I may have asked him or he asked me. He's he's contacted me before. He's driven for me a, a couple of times. He drove for me at Seabring and then another time. He's a he's really good like I'll have him fill out a whole sheet and everything for giving a car feedback and then so I made up a whole big sheet of like, okay, how's the braking in turn one? What and what can you improve? What do you need? And he gives a ton of feedback on the car of what to do to make it improve. He's like, okay, you'll need a little bit more dampening in the left front. I'm like, well, we're a champ car. We can't adjust that. But okay, that's good tip. Next one, you know, stuff like that. Cool. All
0: right. So before we get out of this thing, I, I, I need one more good, good bill story. No,
1: no, no. no. We got to talk about the mentor program.
0: Oh, I forgot about that how could see bill you supposed to keep me on track
1: i, I that's, that's why i'm here so t- troy uh oh yeah we volunteered to help us with the mentor program that we have with champ car and uh, tell us a little about that troy
7: all right so um i was thinking how how can we get new new members and when you're at the track we've i've pitted next to so many new teams that <clears throat> their first or second race and they just they don't know what to do or they don't feel comfortable what to do. And so I was thinking, how can we help foster new teams come up? Because you always hear a guy talking about, oh, I'm building this car on the forum and then you never hear about him again. And I'm like, oh, what happened? So the roadblocks to do it. So um, we have a program where you have mentors and mentees and depending on your level, like uh, you could be a mentor as a driver level or as a car building level, and you could get um, help both ways. But whenever we're building a new car, you know, trying to get into racing, there's so many hurdles that you feel like they're completely daunting and you can't control, you know, you're out of your control. You're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I'm going to fail or what have you. So getting a mentor on your side will help you kind of handle the roadblocks that you think will happen, or they'll be able to kind of guide you with questions and you can kind of say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And they might be like, nope, that's a terrible idea. Bill Strong has done that and it fails. So don't do that. So stuff like that is where it can help. Or a new guy that's never raced before and he wants to see what it's about. He's like, I, I want to get in a car race and I see it and I don't know what it is. So you could get with a team or a person that's like, hey, come on out and hang out with us. Let's see what the race is. I'll, I'll tell you, what, the, you know, what gear and stuff to get. I'll explain it to you what you need to do. Um, I mean, a lot of times people in champ car have never been to an HBD or anything. Some right. of them are sim racers. Some of them not, but everybody's right. got to start somewhere and it's a good way to get people to go. And so far it's, I've had a ton of good feedback from it. A lot of teams are like, you know, it really helped and it, it gets new teams on track and then it'll have them have a buddy system to have like, okay, your, your mentor is going to be at this track. You're going to be at the track. You're going to pit together. They're going to, kind of hold your hand through registration through this through pit stalls so like there's there's so many little things that we do that we take for granted right, right. that we don't even think about that a new team can can fail at that this the, the mentor program can help. And it and I think it makes it an inviting atmosphere for new teams to come. You're know, like all right they're they're welcoming us, they're encouraging us they're giving us the help from senior people because the mentors that we got are all like you know they have 50 races 100 races they're people that have been doing it a long time and want to share their passion that's where I started I mean I love racing and you hear stories about people failing and you're like well if you just didn't do this well why'd you do that Well look good the internet told me to I was like, well, don't listen <laughs> to the internet so if you had somebody just giving you that those little tips because my thought is if you have somebody that fails like they come out to a race if let's say somebody finally got there and they blow up in the first two hours, or they blow up at any time or something happens they might not come back and they might have a bad experience so how do right. we make that bad experience a good experience right. and if you you know if you can you're not going to you're not going to solve everything but if you can if you could fix 9 out of 10 problems that you know are going to happen then you don't have to worry about those things right. so it's more of a help help the new guy into the series and then that new guy maybe in three to five years, we'll be a mentor and help the next new guy. Yeah. So I think it's a, in champ car, yeah. you want to, you want to foster the people that are your customers. You never want to lose a customer. That's just basic business one one but our customer base is very small. So how do we get new customers? Right. You know, with, uh, with the rules and everything we have transfer of, of others to us is hard, but we can go to them. So how do we get new teams in? And I thought this was a, a good way to try to help with that.
0: Right. I get that question all the time. People say, you know, what do I, what do I do to go do what you do? You know, and, and my first advice is always to go rent a seat for the first time, rent a car, learn people who you rent a car from are going to teach you stuff, stuff that you'll never get a chance to learn anywhere else. Um, And then I heard about this mentor program and I
7: thought it was a fantastic idea. And that's even, see, even jumping in at that, it's like, that's, you got a, you got a big commitment to do. Before you even know you're going to do anything, you're like, I got to spend $1,500, fifteen hundred, two grand on gear and, and stuff. Where, like, I, I have enough gear that from that's a little bit older that I could let people borrow and yep. stuff. Maybe you have, to, you have to buy a helmet and hunt, a helmet and a ball clava, but you can borrow a Hunt, you can borrow stuff. But yep. my first thing is just come out to the track yeah. and hang out with the team. Yeah, see the camaraderie, see how it goes, see how yep. it is, and then you'll you'll get hooked it doesn't you know it's gonna you're gonna get hooked sooner or later so you're gonna get hooked pretty quick by doing it but that's kind of like that's how i would say introduce people to it i mean a lot of people want to want to just they're like hey i've done some HPDs. i want to build a car okay what car do you want to build i want to build an e36 because i have one or or a miata well the answer miata is the answer to everything but so (laughs) unless you're super passionate about a certain platform which a lot of people are that's where i got into. i would never recommend an mr2 to anybody don't do it it's no pick a miata so, but but I think there's different avenue, and each each person is going to be that would be a mentor or mentee is different, and I try to match them up based on geographical location and based on what car. Like if you're building a E30, I'll try to find a mentor that's an E30 in your area if I have one. Right. So they would know the pitfalls, and usually I'm, I'm I've gotten pretty lucky so far where we haven't had somebody that's had something really obscure, where they're trying to build something crazy. Yes.
0: No one comes up to you and says, "I'm building an Opal GT,"
7: right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we don't have a mentor for that because you're crazy. But now yeah. we we have them for that. <laughs> we can find somebody that has issues. I mean, I'd call up Bill and be like, "Bill, you know, you know, you know any good builders that know Opal Opel GT?" I think you knew somebody in you know where in Texas or something, and I try to get them that way.
6: <laughs> yeah.
0: Can I give, have- give you a suggestion? Troy, on on what not to do with the mentor program? Sure, please. Yeah, don't let Bill be a mentor.
1: No, we know that. He's not. Okay, good. (laughs) He's not.
7: Very good. You you should see that that there's a funny rule that I had when I was racing, which made me successful. I knew what Bill did, and I just did the opposite. Nice. Like Bill's like, I want to put this transmission in my car. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to. (laughs) So... There, and there is some truth in that, Bill. You know there
1: is. <laughs> oh, no, I know there is. I know there is. Oh, uh, good
0: stuff. Good stuff. But he does take
1: my advice yeah. sometimes. Sometimes.
0: By not
7: doing the advice.
1: No. I no.
7: do. Yes. When it's good <laughs> advice, it's just rare. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like, he's like, here's my advice. And I'm like, is it? He's like, well, Bill Riley told me to do it. And I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Do you have one more good Bill
7: story before we go? Good Bill story.
1: It's not about oh, Bill.
7: Oh Jesus! How so many yes, are there? Yes, it is. Um, it's always about you, Bill. Okay, okay. Here's a good one. Here's 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 one that, that still that still irks me a little bit. It's going to be in, in a little track in Utah called Miller Motorsports Park. So you know where I'm going, Bill. So we go all the way out there, which is. I mean, it's like a 20-something-hour drive. So we get all the way out there. His car. it for- sitting. It's like a last-minute deal. He's like, you want to come out and try this new track? I'm like, new track? Sure, you, you had me at new track because I like to do new tracks. So we go all the way out there, and in the pits, we're trying to set it up because Bill has this little issue. Like, you know how most people go to the track and they want their car ready? Nah, Bill, bill, on friday bill wants to do a lot of work on his car because he never gets it done so we're uh, obviously doing a lot of work and in the pits the fuel pump is whining like really loud you know when fuel pumps whine really loud they're gonna go bad that's just you know that so i'm like bill this fuel pump is whining really loud he's like no that's just what it sounds i'm like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I have an MR2, same engine. I use that whirlpool pump, but it never sounds like that. He's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, it ain't fine. So we had an argument. Him, as team leader, wins the argument. So we're going to race it as is. On the formation lap, not even green flag, <laughs> wait, halfway wait, wait, through wait. the formation wait, wait, wait.
1: lap. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm also doing Champ Car Live. So I'm standing up in the flagger stand. I've got my team radio. I've got the radio for champ car and I'm live. I'm doing a report. Okay. The cars have left pit lane. They're going down. They're doing this and that. And then I hear Troy come over the radio and he's not happy. Go ahead. So I'm not, I'm like, Bill, and I know. And there, and there may
7: have been maybe a curse word or two. Five. I don't know. Of, of interaction from me to him. But yeah, I was mad and I'm a little Italian guy. So those words come out sometimes. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't even make a half a lap on there because it was something that I knew and he wouldn't even listen. So I was like, dang it. And then we had other issues, this, that, and the other thing. And then axle this, and which are common issues on the MR2s, but axle issue and stuff like that. So we ran maybe eight or ten hours. I did get some fun time on the track, though. Oh, I ran more. So, no, I think that, we, but, we ended
1: up quitting early, like midnight. I think the two other yeah, guys. Yeah, because we, we had like really we blew up. More. I think we blew up an
7: axle and then another axle or something. Yeah, I don't the, remember. One,
1: yeah, it was the, the fuel pump clogged up with the paper from the filters that had set in gas for a year or year and a half, and then the um for eighteen months or whatever it was, and then the uh the axle tip broke, and that oh that. I hate it when that happens. And um, that caused a bunch of other things to get broke. We didn't have any hubs break. It was all the, the axle tip. We got that done. And then the guys went, oh. And then um, I think it was like two or three in the morning. And the guys were like, that right or left rear is starting to make a lot of noise. And um, it ended up being the CV joint was like eating itself up. So <clears throat> we just parked it put it in the trailer i don't think i touched it for like a year and i went out there and there were blooms all over inside my trailer from the dust um it's so dry out there all the whatever spores or whatever um when they finally hit the virginia humidity they bloomed (laughs) So my trailer was really bad for like
7: Uh,
1: good stuff yeah that was a that was a fun time
7: yeah Um, yeah that's that was fun, Bill's Bill's still standard answer is He's got a lot of work to do, and yeah. um, so he'll come home from a race, leave it in the trailer for three months, and then about a week before, two weeks before the race, he will pull it out and start working on it. Then
0: that sounds
7: sounds like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a big part of the problem is that I don't know. I don't, this is a this is a little known fact, but Bill can't type. He he doesn't know how to type like a normal person. He types with only two fingers, so he's really slow. So maybe if he learned how to type, he would be faster at work and have time to work on his cars. There you know. go. You
0: hey,
7: right. Guys,
1: make money for my typing, so yeah. yeah. There you go.
0: Troy, Churleo, Biohazard yeah. Racing, thanks for coming on and, and giving us some insights about the, uh, the whole reason you were actually here, which was the mentor program. But uh, we love the slice of life yeah. that you provide and giving us a little insight about my fearless sidekick, Bill, here.
1: Oh, I'll get him back. Don't worry. <laughs>
7: <laughs> all right oh he will it's all good that's that's what's oh, yeah. fun yeah all
0: right we're gonna take a break when we come back uh we're gonna check in on what's coming up next on the champ car schedule we'll do that right after this break you're listening to inside champ car on the racing wire podcast network
2: Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky, and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network, found on Apple, Spotify, Google, Google and most popular podcasting apps.
0: Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I am Brian Belansky. He is wrong, and I remembered we
1: remembered it this time.
0: Yeah, you remembered your name. That's a step up. That's a step up.
1: What well, we a great! About com- it a lot during that last session. That's, that's true. Tough.
0: That's true. It was like a roast should have been about Troy, not
1: Bill. Well, no, but
0: there was that's now fun because there's nothing. Troy's a good guy who knows what he's doing. It's much more fun to pick on you. Oh, he's loving it. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So up next for Champ Car, it's got a couple of weeks off. Yep. Almost a month, I think, right? I'm headed to the Keys at
1: some point. Basically, it's my wife says, hey, go. Fins to the oh. left, Fins to the right. Something like that. I guess that's how the song goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And uh, yeah, I got a story to tell old. you
0: about that I can't tell you on the podcast.
1: That's <laughs> the podcast after dark. Exactly.
0: I love it. We should do <laughs> one of those Car ones. After dark. Car after dark. Um, so Virginia, VIR, 24, the second
1: in the summer of 24s. We have 66 cars signed up. Cool. Um, for, for the VIR race. Lots of big names in that one. Cool. And uh, lots of team teams. and Of course, uh, Bill Riley and some guy named Keating, I guess they're competing or they're involved in it. One of them's involved in it. The other one's competing. I don't know which way it went. That was a couple of weeks ago. We did that one.
0: So my task for you between now and that is to get Ben Keating on the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to work on that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I've started writing his fan club and posting little (laughs) pictures with little hearts, you know, and saying, hey, Ben. I think.
0: Okay. Hold on a second. I'm, I I might be able to just call him.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I can too. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I could just call him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more fun doing the the lead in. Come on, man. Oh, okay. Boy, okay. my fun.
0: I, I love it when I can actually pull out my phone and, and yeah, put it in there. Like, oh, I, I can actually just call him. Um, that's cool. So, how many after the the the, the longest day? How many? teams are already signed up who would be eligible for the big prize and have you heard about any teams who did Nelson who weren't signed up who are now like oh we're going to go after this thing at VIR
1: well they can only go after it if they participated in Nelson
0: right that's what I'm saying are there any teams that were at Nelson who might not have been planning to go to VIR who are now planning to go to VIR because they might be able to win
1: let me see who's let me see um Well, Atlanta Speedworks, is they're in second. Okay. Let's see. Crash. Yeah, there was one team. It was the, um, they were thinking about it. Okay. Um, The sponsor for last weekend, which is, um, uh, was it Money Shift Racing? Yep. Okay. So they had mentioned doing it. So I'm going to call them out. I said, dude, you have to do it. You have to go. You can turn that car around. You got to actually, they had it running really, really fast towards the end of the race. Is that that Mazda? Honda, oh yes, yes, that Honda
0: was freaking that fast. Yes,
1: yes, and I think it has enough to beat the uh, the E thirties. I mean, Huggins won the last three uh, the three races with two different cars, the three uh, the last three VIR twenty fours. Cool, and I think they have a chance of bringing them down. So, does I mean, there's a lot of people, good, bad, and the ugly. If they can hold that that Corvette together, they can beat them. Um, Honda of America is going to be there with some uh, with some new. Some new cars. Nice. So there's there's a car that's that can do it. Um NLS, they can always win with that two forty SX. Right, right. They want they've done quite well there. They just have to keep it together. And I have um, to
0: imagine RVA graphics is going to be
1: there, right? Yes, RVA right. and also Visceral will be back with their cars. Okay. So it's um there's a lot. Even Atlanta Speedworks, man, they did actually pretty well this past weekend. Yeah. That's so, I mean, there's a whole list of put folks on there that can do do well at this race. So, cool. yep, we go we go there, and then uh, I think the following weekend, um, we are at Gingerman. Nice. So this is the one time that yes, I do head out for Gingerman the following week. I did that one year, and it was like a week too early. I got like four three hours down the road and had to turn turn back. <laughs>
0: Felt uh, so silly. You know, it's funny when we can pick on you, but when you actually pick on yourself is even better.
1: <laughs> I, I told you, my my fear is showing up at the wrong track. It's that uh oh you gosh, know, Walter, you know what's his name? Um, you know uh, well oh, I forget NASCAR driver did that Napa commercial where he's you know talking about how great the track is, and was that you know, Michael Waltrip? Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know I'm at the wrong track. Yeah. Oh There's my no- gosh. That's my fear. <laughs>
0: all right. Yep. So we'll talk a lot more about Virginia over the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, we got time. We're gonna have some folks on. We'll we'll uh, we'll get you all up to speed for that. One of my favorite places in the world. I mean, I, I, I was there for the opening the reopening weekend. Yeah, Whatever. I was there that weekend too. Oh, and we didn't even know each other.
1: That was two thousand, it? Two thousand yeah. Yeah. 2000, 2001, I forget.
0: Yeah, I made the trek down from New York City. And I was living in... in Good deal. Man. It, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun. And I did a bunch of uh, ALMS races back when that was a thing. It's so.
1: changed so much from back then. Though.
0: I know. The oak tree's gone, but I'm a little it sad about sad. that.
1: But. I really like that. But And I still tend to take oak tree like <laughs> like the old days. You don't do that anymore. But it, usually the first lap I go out, it's my muscle memory. Yeah. Once to taking it the same. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. But yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We um, a lot of folks we're going to talk to, a lot of things we're going to talk about. I think we're going to lead in with some uh, some heat advisories. You know, just oh, yeah. uh, the safety aspect of of what you're going to be doing for 24 hours. And you in you think that
0: summer. it could be warm in Virginia in August? It tends to be. Okay, yes.
1: that's
0: sho- sh- shocking to me. Actually, yeah. it's not. You're, but
1: <laughs> I love like
0: England, you know. All right. Yeah. Anything else before we head out? Uh, that's it, man. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you can share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. Even if it's a bad one, we'll take that. We, we won't take constructive criticism. If you want to hear the new episodes every week, we'll tell you about it there as well. Bill Strong is my fearless compadre. I'm Brian Bolanski, and this is the Racing Wire Podcast